Hello, hello. Welcome to the Seven Strong Podcast. I am your host, Holly Hillier, a retired six-figure corporate engineer, mom to three crazy boys, and CEO of Seven Strong. I went from burnt-out corporate engineer to stay-at-home mom boss, building multiple businesses and life-changing income for my kitchen table. My passion is helping other female entrepreneurs create magnetic marketing and scalable systems so you too can create the time and financial flexibility to live your dream life. Ready? Let's dive in. I am so excited for today's episode of the Seven Strong Podcast because I get to introduce you to Liz Hartke, a personal mentor of mine. Liz is a Forbes-featured international business leadership advisor and founder of the Luminary Leadership Company. She is known for her work equipping entrepreneurs to scale their businesses for freedom and prosperity. Liz and her husband, Michael, practice what they preach, homeschooling and soaking up every bit of their beautiful life with their four kids from their hobby farm. Liz truly, truly epitomizes leadership in both her home and her business. And today on the Seven Strong Podcast, we are digging into leadership and tactical leadership and how it can take you to that next level of business. So let's get started. Oh my goodness, Liz, welcome to the Seven Strong Podcast. I'm so excited to to have you here today. So thank you for your time. Yeah, I'm pumped to be with you, Holly. So I gave a little intro about just kind of what a boss you are, but I also want to just start with how we met and really how we've worked together. For those of you who don't know Liz, we kind of met in network marketing, but truly Liz was one of my very first mentors. And it really, it was the first mastermind that I ever joined, gosh, in 2020, 2021. It was about two years ago, which is pretty crazy. And I decided to join Liz's mastermind, one, to help me break away from that network marketing bubble and get in the room with other incredible entrepreneurs and that Liz had really brought together from really all different backgrounds and all different industries. And then I also, Liz is amazing. I needed to level up as a leader. And even I am still using the connections and really stepping into so many of the things that Liz taught me years ago, like still today. And so Liz really was that person who has really helped me grow into this bigger leadership role and helping me create that vision for where I want to take Seven Strong. So Liz, I'm so excited because she's coming today to talk a little bit more about leadership and combine that with the tactical and just really help us grow from that I'm in the hustle and just working constantly to how do I grow in that leader and really create and lead organizations and and really lives? How do we lead a full life that we want to lead? And so Liz, can you give us a little background on your story, where you started, and then a little bit more about luminary leadership as well? Yeah, absolutely. So It's cool, Holly, because I love seeing the shift in people. And sometimes in my time that I get to work with them, it's not just about that time. It's about what I get to witness in them later. And I've just seen that in you. And I've seen you just step into a new level over the last year or so. And it's just, to me, it's so fun to witness because leadership is where we get 
unlocked in our potential, not just strategy. So when you can combine the two, you become just a force of nature. For me, I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. I have vivid memories as a kid of witnessing my mom just in the trenches building her business. She started her business when she was pregnant with me. She had worked for a corporation and then broke out on her own when she knew she was going to have a family so she could have that flexibility. And I have memories being maybe like four or five years old, walking out of the bedroom at midnight, 1 a.m. to go use the bathroom and just see, I grew up in a really little house. So you could see from one end of the house to the other. And I could see, you know, the dining room light was dimmed and on and I'd poke my head in and there would, my mom would be there with all her papers strewn across the dining room table, just making up for the time that she had spent to be present with us. Because as an entrepreneur, she had that flexibility where she could say, I'm going to bend my schedule so I can be at every ball game and I can be there to tuck them in and I can take them to school and pick them and their friends up. But she paid for it later, right? She'd be up at 1 a.m. making up for that last time. So for many years, that's what I witnessed. And my grandparents were entrepreneurs and aunts and uncles. They all run their own businesses or ran their own businesses. And I just had this heart for small business owners And what I noticed was they were flexible. They were present with their families. And that's a huge value to me as family is one of my absolute core values in the deepest sense, but they didn't have freedom because oftentimes business owners have the ability to bend and flex their schedule, but if they weren't working, they weren't earning. And even if that work had to come at 1am around the dining room table. So I started years ago, my business started 12 years ago, where I was exploring first, it's so funny, like when you say yes to a call to do something, you don't realize in that moment that you're going to have a thousand iterations of what you started with, right? Like I had a vision, I knew what I was going to do. And when I started, I was more focused in the marketing space, serving business owners in marketing. But then that developed and that grew and that changed. And I had these memories and this heart for entrepreneurs. And I was like, man, how can I help them get freedom. Like I don't want them just to have a flexible schedule and money coming in for the sake of money. I want them to have purpose in their work and have the opportunity to not just be present with their families and then have to suffer later. How can I help them implement strategies that help them scale and grow for freedom and prosperity, for the ability to know that they're doing the work that God's placed on their heart, but they're also able to do the work that he's placed on their heart in their homes, raising their children and being present. And I know you stand for that too. So that was how the business kind of evolved over time. And with Luminary Leadership Company, I'm so blessed to get to work with entrepreneurs like you and so many different leaders who realize, okay, I can implement strategies all day long, but I'm ultimately going to be bottlenecked by who I am Mm -hmm. as a leader. And that's true no matter what, like that's like a new level, new devil thing all the way through the journey until your life ends, right? Like if you are willing to acknowledge that you continually need to grow and develop into the person you need to be to get to the next level, you can have that continuous growth. So we work with leaders to equip them in the strategies that they need to grow and develop in business specifically because we love small business owners and we want to help them thrive, but we also equip them with the leadership development and the leadership wisdom that they need to continue to break through those ceilings and those bottlenecks. And I'm so blessed to get to do it because I get to work with people like you. It is amazing. And I love it so much. And, you know, I used to use the word like balance a lot, like the work life. And I'm like, there's really no balance to me. I like to use the word like harmony now. Like I want to feel like my life is in harmony and the the pieces all work so well together. And I feel like that is what you help entrepreneurs do. 
choose the harmony and the life that they want to live and have all those pieces work together. So I love it. I love it. I love it. On this podcast, I talk a lot about the tactical side of social media and planning and growth. But like you mentioned, I love it. New level, new devil. And I find that every time I like am about to like get to that next level, I'm like, oh, I hit this, like this really uncomfortable place, this place of like, it's time to grow, time to grow again. And so when you work with women or entrepreneurs and they're kind of at that place, head down, hustling, they're just about to get to that next level, but maybe they feel stuck. How are you helping them move in that direction, become that next level version of themselves? So I think the first thing is having the awareness, which is a leadership skill that you develop because a lot of people misinterpret that stuck point, right? They think I just need that next marketing strategy, or I just need to make that higher to get me out of the weeds or whatever it is. And sometimes that's true. There is a strategy that needs to be implemented. But the reality is, is we often don't recognize that it is a leadership deficit and leadership to a lot of people is not sexy. It's not what we're Googling to try to figure out and break through our stuckness. But after 12 years of doing this, I know like it is oftentimes leadership. So diagnosing and saying, what are the symptoms I'm having in my business in my life that could be an indicator that leadership is the path forward. So some of the things that I see where I get introduced to people is, and whether it's like they need to break through to that next level or whatever it might be, it could be financial plateaus or stagnation where they've seen some level of success, but they're stuck at a certain mark or they keep doing things and they have these like peaks where they maybe they have a good launch or they bring on more clients and they get through it, but then they trickle back down. So financial stagnation is one. Stress, overwhelm, that's a big one where they feel like their to-do list is just growing and multiplying and there are never enough hours in the day. Another big one that I see, especially for parents that are running a business and running a family, is that they might have the awareness to block out time in their business and in their family where they know, okay, this is work time, this is family time. So they are physically present. They can say, okay, the phone goes away, whatever it might be but they don't feel present because they feel the pressure to be working. They feel like, oh, I need, you know, I'm with my kids right now, but mentally like I'm in that to-do list that I have to play catch up on when I do go back and plug back into work. Another big indicator is that they are dependent on the wrong things for their business to grow, whether it be their time being invested or strictly social media. Social media is an incredible tool, but it shouldn't be like the sole tool. I know you talk about that all the time with growing your list and having other ways to grow and develop your business. So these are all just, to me, the indicator light on the dashboard saying, hey, there could be a leadership deficit here. Another big one is either they feel like they have to do everything themselves because it'll be faster and that we can do everything better, or they're hiring, but those hires start to feel more like a stress and a burden. And it's not those hires aren't being fully leveraged. That could be that they don't have the systems in place or the leadership or the time capacity to pour into people. And then ultimately the big one is they just feel like they're at max capacity. They're like, yes, I know there's another level for me. I know I want to break through to it, but good Lord almighty. Like I don't have another ounce to give to anything. I am maxing myself out. I'm getting up early. I'm going to bed late. I'm pushing myself. I'm doing all the things. I can't fathom a world where I have the ability to push and break through. So the way that I like to describe it is we are impatient. Like most, I assume you attract people like you, which means they're people like me as well. We're cut from the same cloth of like, 
there is no limit to how hard we can push. We are, we're go-getters. We are ambitious. We can see the vision forward. We're hungry for it. So we're impatient, right? We want to be picked up right from here where we are and plucked up and dropped into this awesome goal or vision that we have. And to me, leadership is kind of like the gestation period. Like you look at having a baby, right? There's a reason that we're pregnant for those nine months. And if the baby comes too soon, right? Sometimes there are complications or they need some extra support or whatever it might be. And if they come way too soon, God forbid, like that life can't sustain outside the womb. So that gestation period is very purposeful and it is sometimes really trying, right? Like, I don't know about you, but the first like three, four months, I'm like sick as a dog. And then I get to a point where like I'm achy and then like all the things, but it serves a great purpose. There is so much incredible, beautiful growth happening in us as the mom and in the baby. So it's the same in our business or in our development. If we were, let's say, for example, I hear this all the time, like the client's like, oh, I want to speak on stages. If from this very moment, they're like, okay, you can bypass all the like the growth and development that happens to become a good speaker. And we go give you the stage with 10,000 people. You're going to poop your pants and it's not going to be as fruitful as it could have been had you actually gone through the cultivation period. So it's the same with leadership. And I know a lot of people think of leadership as one, as not a sexy process. And two, more importantly, like really esoteric. Like, what does that even mean? How do I be quote, become a leader? Do I just call myself a leader? It is a set of values that you live by. It is um, a development process, but there are actual tangible things like tactical things that you can do to ensure that you're developing in your leadership. And part of that is casting vision. I think sometimes when I meet people and they're feeling that overwhelm, it's because the vision has become somewhat blurred. Like they could not confidently say, this is exactly where I'm going. Most importantly, this is why I'm going there. This is why I feel super called to go there. And then I can clearly see the roadmap to growth to get there. So for your listeners, I would be curious because I see this a lot. If I were to say to them, all right, what is your growth plan? right? Like what are the things that you are doing weekly? Because I've had a mentor say to me before, if it's monthly and not weekly, it must not be that important to you. Like it has to show up every week. You wouldn't say like, I'm going to touch base my little kids once a month. No, like every day, every week, they are a direct piece of your life. It's really critical to you. So the same is true for your growth in both business and leadership. And then I were to say, okay, you have a growth plan open your calendar. And I want to see how you live your days. I would know immediately, and I do this with my clients, and it's a very humbling process. I do it with a lot of love because I know it's really painful. I would be able to say, okay, what you say you want, that vision, and who you say you need to be in order to get there is not congruent with the granular of your days. You are not living in a way that is going to yield what you say you want. So how can we actually, in a tangible way, make sure that your days are going to lead to what you want so that you don't end up disappointed? Because that's where disappointment comes from. When we have one expectation, but we're doing something else that's going to yield a different result, we end up like, what the heck? Why didn't it happen for us? So that's the first piece, Holly, that I would do is say, like, how can we go super granular and super tangible and say, like, my days are going to lead to the life that I ultimately want to live or the business that I want to ultimately develop. That is how you 
focus on and build in leadership into your world. Have you ever felt isolated as an online entrepreneur? Like you're on your own little island trying to figure out how to grow a business, manage your household, and be the present mom you want to be? Yeah, me too. Which is why I created the Seven Strong Society, a monthly community for online entrepreneurs. Each month, we come together to focus on growing your business and income fast. With monthly trainings ranging from Instagram growth strategies to email marketing to creating quarterly schedules to allow you to live your life on your terms. We connect via monthly planning parties, expert trainings, and live Q&A sessions, as well as on our private app. Yes, off of social media. Want to learn more? Head over to 7 community to get all the details. I'll see you in the community. I love it. And I love the super clear, like it has to start with the big vision, but like really, really clear vision. And I'd be interested for me, I have this life vision and I have the vision for my business and this really purpose driven, like I know what this company is here to do and the impact we're here to make. And they're kind of two different visions, but the impact that this company is going to make allows me to create that vision for my life. And so when you're talking with your clients and we're talking vision, are you talking not just that business vision and where that's going, but the other, the life and how you live your life daily vision as well? Yeah, absolutely. Especially for parents, because it's such a simple analogy, but it's like, or or metaphor, like this is, but it helped me wrap my brain around it years ago. That concept of you have a big jar, you have some rocks and you have sand, right? And if you were to pour the sand in and then try to fit all the rocks in, you can't fit them all in. But when you put the big rocks in, those are your priorities. Those are the things that matter most. Those are the things that when you say, oh, this is like, yes, where do you want to be in five years? But who do you need to be to get there? When you say, who do you need to be to get there? To be in integrity with the values you say are most critical to you, the things in your life you say are the top priorities. Those are the big rocks. When they go in first, then the sand pours in and it all fits, right? It's just a visual that helped me wrap my brain around and kind of ground me in the times where I, like I have a tendency, I could easily be a total workaholic. I have four little kids, but I, if left to my own devices and leaning into what Nate, how nature, like how I was designed, I could be a workaholic and I could totally fall short in the areas that I say are most important to me. This is a great way for me to really ground myself and make sure that I'm focusing on the big things. Cause I got to this point, like I started my business before I had kids. So I developed these habits of working really hard and working long hours and being really ambitious before I had a family to care for. And then I had kids and I was like, I can do both. Like I can sacrifice sleep. Like I can do all these things. And then I started to realize, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss these moments. And I had this client once write me, I had two kids at the time, write me this glowing review, like a, a testimonial for the ages. And I was reading it. And I don't know where it came from. I assume it's just like a divine thought that was placed on my head that I was like, oh my God, if my husband and my kids were to hear this review, would they even recognize who this client is talking about? Like, do my clients have more respect for me and more love and admiration for me than my own family would? Because they'd hear that and they'd be like, 
longing for what was being described by that client. And I was like, that is a huge problem to me. I have to to flip it on its head. My kids and my husband need to be the ones giving the most glowing reviews and genuinely feeling like in this moment, not someday, but in this moment, they are getting that version of me. And that will overflow into how I serve my people. So for me, it was just determining what those big rocks were, both in like the tangible of the experiences I wanted to create with my family or with my kids, but also like who I need to be and the values that I wanted to live by, that I wasn't just paying lip service to those things. That if you were to ask one of my children, like one of my little kids who doesn't have a filter, right? And they'll just like straight up say it. And they have in the past of like, no, you work too much or no, I don't like when you're on your phone and I'm trying to talk to you. I had to nip that in the bud and be able to totally shift where my focal points were so that I was in integrity with who I was being called to become in order to carry out the mission that that had been placed on my heart, both in my home and in business, because it's all integrated. Like we are not like business over here, family over here. When you run your own business and you have a family and you do it all from home, like that is directly in your kids' faces. And you're crazy if you think, oh, I have boundaries and I do my work in my office and the kids aren't dumb. They feel the energy. They know what's up. They know where your heart's at. And there has to be this integration of the two worlds. So how can you make them, like you say, live in harmony? And for me, it was like getting crystal clear on my priorities and the values that I had to live by first. I love that. And so there are a lot of moms listening. What are some of the shifts that you made that helped you to find that that harmony, that balance, and really define your priorities? So for me, from a scheduling perspective, everybody talks about what you do with your morning. And I think that's really important, right? Like how you start your day, it's how you end your day, but or how your day will go. But for me, I realized I would get to the end of my day and it was it never felt done mentally. So that I carried that energy into my family of kind of like this nervous energy of like playing through my head the things I had to pick up and run with the next morning. So I started to develop an afternoon routine that to me became as critical, if not more critical than the morning routine. And this was a huge leadership shift for me because I started to carve out the last, like, so let's say my day was going to end at three or end at four or whatever it was. That last hour of my day was dedicated to teeing up the next day, but also closing out the day I was in mentally, emotionally, and physically, like closing whatever tangible loops I could close in the business, getting things off to my team members that they were going to then handle or finishing up any of the things that were going to haunt me that night so that I could feel good and feel composed and feel like I was actually closing this loop and opening the family loop, but then also mentally doing it. Like we get ourselves in the right mindset to start our work day, but are you getting yourself in the right mindset to show up for your family? So I, and I wasn't, I wasn't, I was giving my best self to my business. And then like at the end of the day, when I'm totally drained and stressed about all the work that I still have to do the next day, I was trying to show up for my family and play pretend in my mind of like, I'm here, I'm totally here. So I use this period of time at the end of the day to close it out the same way I like set intentions and prayers going into my workday. I do the same thing to end my workday and set me up for the next day. And I ask for grace. I'm like, listen, God, like I I'm super stressed. Like I have a ton going on right now. Can you just take this burden off my mind so I can show up fully for my family right now? I know I have a lot of junk that I have to deal with tomorrow, but can you make it for tomorrow, not for right now? And I just felt 
like a release. And what it did was I didn't even really have to have this like crazy business morning routine because when I sat down, it was already teed up for me from the day before. So from an ambitious like business perspective, it made me more productive and more laser focused. And I stopped working from like a running to-do list. It was absolutely destroying me because your to-do list will never end. Like you could add to it from now till kingdom come and it's never going to be completed, which leaves you feeling incomplete, leaves you feeling like, oh, I'm not satisfied with the day I just had. So the evening or the afternoon before, I would strategically design that next day to laser focus in on the mission critical things. It is way easy to get focused on all the urgent little fires that need to be put out. And all that does is create more little fires and more little stressors. And you're just in reactionary mode. Leadership is about shifting out of reactionary mode into proactive mode where you're lasered in on the mission critical things as a leader. What are the things that have to happen in the business that are going to drive the business forward that day? Not the things that you can do forever, you know, all the little stuff that we get in habits of doing each day. What are the things that if you didn't do them, the business would not progress that day? And that changed everything for me because it left me feeling like, man, if this is the only thing I do today, it moved my business forward. Even if none of the emails got answered, even if I didn't get a a post up that day, even if I didn't make calls or do any of the little things, I did the mission critical things first. And as a leader, that's your job. The health of the business is your job. And the health of the business is going to come down to the things that give the business a heartbeat and a pulse and progress it. I love it. I love the afternoon shutdown and not like four o'clock comes and I like run out and my mind is still running wild. And I'm, like you said, trying to be present with my kids, pretending, okay, we're good, like move on. But really having that shutdown routine is Amazing. Amazing. So I would love to know, do you have favorite like leadership books that you have people read or like resources that like is like that place to kind of start on their journey? Yes. Okay. So book wise, I am just, I've been a student of John Maxwell forever and I just believe so deeply in in the work that he's put out. So the one that I would say was most transformative to me was the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. It's a it opened and expanded my mind to what leadership was. I read it a long time ago and there's a workbook that goes with it. And years ago I started these little masterminds using that workbook as kind of my tool when I was first getting started of like what am I going to teach and how am I going to help them and the transformation was so huge. So that's a great resource. We focus a lot at Luminary on the leadership side of things in in conjunction with the things that our people care most about. So we tend to attract a lot of people who are incredibly ambitious. They truly are called to a massive breakthrough in their business. Like that is, they are not meant to be here and to play small and just like to do pretty good. There's something in them and it's how they were created. It's how I was created, that there is another level and that impact is going to be great. But they do care deeply about family. They care about how they're raising the next generation. They care about the values they're instilling. And that's a really tough juxtaposition. Like those things butt heads a lot of the time. So we try, we have the Luminary Leadership Podcast, and that's where we try to deliver content that keeps that in mind. So we do talk a lot about leadership, but we bring it to a place where we can break it down and make it tangible in your days. And we can, we address the things that are 
on people's mind. I can't tell you how many people that I've dealt with that truly have experienced physical burnout. We talk about that. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to who are like, oh my God, I genuinely feel I'm like I'm stripping away my ego to be vulnerable enough to admit, to feel like I am not good at the, the home piece, like help me be present there. And we talk about what it takes and what is required to have success already, but to break into a whole nother, more exponential growth level of success. So Luminary Leadership Podcast is a resource. And I have something for your listeners too, that I use regularly because I want to emphasize the fact that sometimes we're good at teaching the things we struggle with. Like this is a constant growth battle for me. And I think that it's been a gift in my life, the struggle, because it makes me compassionate to the people I work with. And it helps me understand what I had to tactically do to navigate through it. So I have this tool to help entrepreneurs get laser focused and get clarity around what areas of their life can be stripped away, what needs to be added in, what habits need to be developed, what habits need to be broken, and what it looks like to develop leadership within you. It's called Focused Entrepreneur Playbook, and they can find it at luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash focused. And it's just a free tool, but it is extensive. And I do it quarterly, but I often do it more than that because if I'm having a day and I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, I'm so stuck in the weeds of everything. I'm so frustrated. I feel so overwhelmed. It's super grounding. And it gives me the clarity that I can bring to my team or bring to my clients or bring to the work that I'm doing. And I don't feel like I'm ping-ponging all over the place. But I would say anything John Maxwell, like, you're golden. I'm obsessed. So the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, I read, that was one of my very first books that, that really as well, but I have not done the workbook. So now mm-hmm. I need to like find the workbook. I mean, it's literally like right here to my left. Yeah. I'm like, I almost feel like I need to go through the whole thing again, because at every different level, like I've read it several times and years apart. And I've always picked up different pieces, right. Depending on where you are, like in your leadership journey. And you guys, I mean, I'm sure just listening to this podcast, like hearing Liz, you're like, yes, that's me. That's me. That's me. I feel this. And that is what the luminary leadership, like the podcast does so well. Like when I listen to it, I'm like, oh my goodness, that is a pain point of mine. And then it was like, and here's how we can, like she said, like really tactically, but I think Liz at Luminary Leadership Company and the podcast really speak to obviously me, or I would not have chosen Liz as an incredible mentor, but also so many of you listening, because like Liz said, we feel so called to what we're doing and to do huge things in this world and to do huge things in our home. But that's really hard. That's really hard. And I'll I'll be like, oh, well, my priorities are my business and my family. And it sounds like, oh, here are my two main priorities. And this can sound so simple. But the the juxtaposition of actually doing both and doing them well and feeling that calmness and ease within that, yes, this is this is well to me. This is doing both of those well. This is finding success in both of them at the same time is, again, easier said than done. And I think social media makes it everyone's a great mom and great business owner. And it's very, very easy. And Liz really speaks to how it really feels to try to balance. Yeah. And to me, the I this occurred to me, I don't know, a couple of years ago, and this is had been really helpful for me when I finally wrapped my head around it. I had been working with a mentor and I felt like I was in a season where everything just felt hard. Like I was in a growth season and everything felt like a challenge. And I had this 
aha moment of like, you dummy Liz, like it's supposed to be hard. Like you can't have uphill dreams and downhill habits. You can't expect to roll into this vision that you have for your future by doing the easy thing. So hard is not a bad thing. Heavy is the thing you want to avoid, right? Like if it feels heavy, it's not right for you. Like you're in a season where like everything just feels off and misaligned. That's no bueno, but hard is okay. In the same way that easy is not an indicator that like you're on the right track. Something can be really heavy and really easy. And it's, that's not, you're not like excited that something's just because it's easy, it's good for you. The goal is hard is good, but light. Like where it feels aligned, it feels right, but you know you're stepping into something that's going to challenge you. And if my guess is the people listening do often feel that overwhelm that comes with running a business, like growing a business. You're not just running a business, you're growing a business. That's a hard thing. Even if you've already found levels of success, there's more growth to be had, right? So one of the things that I tell my clients all the time when you're getting into one of those seasons and you're an all gas, no bricks kind of girl like I am and like you probably are, right? We can get into that routine. The tendency for us, because we can work hard and we can accomplish things and check things off our list to move the projects forward or move the business forward is when it gets more overwhelming to work harder or to work more productively. And that to me, I've finally learned after all these years is my um, barometer for when it's time to take a quick minute and carve time out of the busy schedule. When you feel like you're in a season where you have to use every ounce of your day and you're squeezing your work into every minute and pocket, that means it's time to carve out some visionary leadership time. And when I, the busier I get, the more time I take away, this is going to sound very counterintuitive, but this is how you grow. This is leadership, okay? The more time you take away from your doing schedule and you create some time for being schedule, and I know a lot of people, that's a very uneasy feeling because you're like, I can't afford to take time out of my work. No, you can't afford not to. This is the work, okay? And I don't just sit there and meditate during this time. Like This is very intentional innovative, creative leadership time, but it's not in the doing. It's not in the checking the crap off the list. It's not in just sending off the emails or prospecting or creating content. This is time that's very intentional and it is specifically carved out to recast vision, to get clarity around the right way to move things forward, to look at the next quarter, to look at the next year, to make sure that I'm in alignment and I'm not just getting buried under a a stack of tasks that could keep me busy until I'm blue in the face. So for me, that's Friday's are dedicated to the entire day. It used to be just Friday afternoons. Now it's an entire day where it's just visionary. I'm getting clear on, is my team operating the way I want? What do I need to do better as a leader to serve them and support them? Are we are the things we're saying yes to in alignment to the direction where we want to go long-term? Because there are a lot of shiny things that get presented, but it doesn't mean that they're going to, they could take you off track to the greater vision. Am I operating in congruence with the leader that I'm called to be? Am I living by those values? I do some things to actually assess that and actually have metrics that keep me on track. And then I also have 30 minutes every day. 30 minutes every day dedicated to that. Because to me, this is so critical and so important. And such a calling for me that I want to I want it to show up every single day. And Holly, when I tell you, you can try and bust your head through doors 
Or you can do this work and they just start to friggin' open for you. Like I can't even begin to describe some of the opportunities that used to be on a vision board or that I used to fight for and used to try to claw my way to and work my way to that I couldn't even get within like the stratosphere of these things. And then I finally stopped saying, I'm going to stop trying to claw my way to these things and get validation, whatever. And I'm going to focus on becoming who I need to be. And I'm going to start doing the strategic things and the leadership things that are going to get me there. And it was like, when I least expected it, these opportunities started to present themselves. And I'm like, what the heck? Is this all I had to do? If I had just done this 10 years ago, would I be like a billionaire on my private island? What's happening? But I can't stress it enough. When you feel most overwhelmed is when you have to stop working so, so much and build in that visionary leadership time. I love it. I was going to ask you really for a new entrepreneur listening, what's your biggest piece of advice? But I feel like this, like if they can take that away, take a moment. And yeah, I, my Fridays are my visionary day as well. So I do that every single Friday. And I know you also mentored Holly Haynes, who's been on the podcast. One of my friends and she, this summer started taking one full week every mm-hmm. single month, that last week of the month. And, and her business is exploding. And I just think it's that proof that taking that step back and you said, doing the things to become who you need to be. Because in the end, right. it always comes back to who we need to be to lead the companies and, and the families that, right. that we want to lead and create. So, totally. oh my goodness. Okay. So I'm going to Definitely, I'm going to link your focused entrepreneur playbook in our show notes. But again, you can find that at luminaryleadership.co forward slash focused. And so it's, let me just fix it's luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash focused. Thank you. Thank you. And you can find, I mean, the Luminary Leadership podcast is is gold. Like you're going to start binging it like episode after episode. So, and then you can also find Liz at Eliz Hartke, H-A-R-T-K-E on Instagram. And uh, again, just good, like such bite-sized pieces of helpful information. And I love following Liz for just like those moments when she like appears in my scroll and I'm like, gosh, that's like the mindset moment I needed. Like it's so, so good. So Liz, thank you so, so much for being on the podcast and just being in my life as a mentor and I mean, just continuing to be that light for so many of us who really do value not only our businesses, but family and you know, living that really holistic life. So thank you so much, Liz. You're amazing. Thanks, Holly. This was such a joy and I just love working alongside you. Thank you. All right, guys, I will see you next week on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found tactical takeaways you can apply right away to your business. If so, it would mean the world to me if you'd subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review on iTunes. Now, let's go crush some goals together.